challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Hey, before I dive in today, let me tell you about some resources that will help you grow as a man. First of all, log on to our website, greatman.tv. That's greatman.tv. And sign up to get our digest. It's a weekly email blast, beautiful, has a lot of great information in it, challenges for you, information, articles, videos, all kinds of stuff to help you grow as a man. We are not going to try to sell you anything. We're not trying to, you know, we're not giving your email address away to anybody. Don't worry about that. We're just trying to help you grow as a man. Also, there is now on YouVersion, uh, the YouVersion, you're probably familiar with the YouVersion Bible app, the Bible reading app. There's now a Bible reading plan based on Mansfield's book of Manly Men. We're pretty excited about that. Want to make sure that you get it. So if you're a Bible reader, log on or use your app to get to the YouVersion Bible reading programs and then look for the one based on Mansfield's book of Manly Men. And speaking of Mansfield's book of Manly Men, there is also now an audio book of Mansfield's book of manly men. You'll find it everywhere, Amazon stores, etc. So look for all these resources. They will help you grow as a man. Now, I want to talk to you about a term that probably makes us all mad. It's the phrase toxic masculinity. I got to tell you, when I hear this in our society, it ticks me off because I realize some folks are putting the word toxic in front of the word masculinity because they're actually putting down masculinity to some extent, or they've seen men misbehave so badly that they're speaking of that kind of masculinity as toxic. But I want to redefine this word just a little bit today and help us embrace it as something to avoid. I don't mean necessarily what our critics mean, what the critics of masculinity mean, um, but I want to take the word back, look look at a little etymology and, um, and talk to you about what this word means. Now, the word toxic comes from the Latin word toxicum, which means, of course, poison. You probably can figure that out. You know, if we have a toxic waste dump or there's toxic nuclear waste, it means it's poisonous to human beings and other living beings. Um, so the word in its original Latin means poison. The Greek word, though, not the Latin word, but the Greek word toxicon, uh, with a K, not a C, as, as befits Greek, really refers to the poison on an arrow. You're familiar with the fact that throughout the history of warfare and certainly in hunting animals, um, that poisonous arrows have been used. And the Greek word that from which we get the word toxic, uh, toxicon, specifically refers to poisonous arrows, the poison that's put on arrows to make them deadly. Now, as much as I'm sorry for the fact that, that toxic is being put in front of the word masculinity, I'm sorry men have modeled it this way. I'm sorry our society views it to some degree this way. I think this ancient meaning of the word uh, or the phrase is a good way for us to understand the damage that toxic masculinity does. Because when a man is living less than great manhood, noble manhood, righteous manhood, the manhood he's created for, then he begins to send into his own soul and the souls of others poisonous arrows. And I think this is a great way for us to understand ourselves in our lesser nature, in our destructive manner, and also to rise above to become the great men we're called to be. So, 
I, I'm not sure I want to affirm everything out there that people mean by the phrase toxic masculinity, but in terms of our purposes here, I want us to think about toxic masculinity in terms of men sending poisonous arrows out into the world. If you're living toxic masculinity, then you're living according to your lesser drives. You are uh, living out of your lust. You're living from the crotch, to be crass about it. Um, you're living from your own drives, your own anger, your own lust, your whatever whatever drives consume you. You're not thinking about others. You're not investing in others. Uh, you're not living with a noble band of brothers. Uh, you, you, are, you are not living uh, to use masculinity in the beneficial way that it's intended. Uh, you're not even living, quite frankly, in the joy of what it means to be a man because you are just driven by your lusts and your drives and your raging passions and your anger and all of the things that a man can feel that can destroy him. And when you live that way, think about it now, you are sending toxic poisonous arrows, toxicons out into the world. Think about it. If you are in a marriage and you are living the the lesser version of manhood, the unrighteous, the unnoble, ignoble, um, the non-great man version of manhood, then you are sending poisonous arrows into the heart, into the soul of your spouse. If you are a father, then you are sending poisonous arrows into the soul's of your children. Many of us know what it's like to have a father uh, whose words were like poisonous arrows. Some of us are much older. I know guys in their 50s and 60s who are still trying to drain out of their systems the toxic poisonous arrows that were sent into their souls by their fathers at harsh moments, critical things, harsh treatment. And you're doing that with your coworkers. You're doing that with your buddies. I mean, even some of our smack talk, as much as I enjoy locker room smack talk among men and uh, when it's not wounding, uh, it can be wounding and it can be poisonous. And some of you can remember things that were said to you supposedly in humor by your buddies, but it stuck forever and it may have even deformed you. So I think it's helpful now to think in terms of toxic masculinity being a kind of masculinity that sends poisonous arrows out into the world, into the, into the hearts of our wives, uh, into the hearts of our sons and daughters, uh, into the hearts of the men that uh, we walk in relationship with. And who knows, beyond that, into the hearts of other people, people we hardly know, waiters and coworkers and uh, you know, folks on the job and, and, and who knows, folks on the plane, whatever, whatever interactions that we have. Toxic men are angry, bitter, self-pitying, unrighteous men who do harm with the very powers God has given them to do well. The reason that you can completely deform your son with your words and your treatment is that you've been given a power to shape your son and to ignite his destiny and to fashion him as a noble and a righteous man. The reason you can completely deform and poison your daughter is that those the power of those words, the power of your example, the power of your influence, even your physical strength to protect her and nurture her and teach her what a righteous man ought to be, all of those can be used to destroy her and deform her. And we see people living out those kinds of experiences all the time out there in society. Um, the, the power that you've been given to to help and love and nurture and protect and care for and ignite the destiny of your wife so that she's a beautiful woman, confident, strong, and all of her gifts are protected and nurtured and she can then rise to whatever heights God's intended for her. Um, all of that can be deformed if you use those same powers, your strength, your words, your uh, negative example, your treatment, etc., in such a way as to destroy. 
So I'm, I'm starting to like this idea, this illustration, this phrase, toxic masculinity, if I remember that it has to do with poisonous arrows being sent out. But let's not forget that when a man is living toxic masculinity, when he's living unrighteous, ignoble, ungreat manhood, then he's also poisoning himself. You sit for hours looking at porn, you're poisoning yourself. You sit for hours sipping whiskey until you fall into a stupor or, or don't feel any more pain, you're poisoning yourself, quite literally, physically. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not speaking against any use of any drinking of alcohol, but I obviously drunkenness and drinking every night to feel no pain and, and that kind of thing is completely toxic and destructive in every way. Um, if you're eating yourself to death to, 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 to medicate your pain or, 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 or just out of an unrestrained uh, appetite and, and gluttony, then, then, then you're being toxic to yourself. Uh, if you're living a crazed, out-of-control life, not getting any sleep, not getting any exercise, you understand what I'm saying. All of these things are toxic. The things you say to yourself. Sometimes men say, them, say things to themselves. They call it self-talk in psychology. Sometimes men say things to themselves, and the, you're, you're, you're tainting yourself. You're poisoning yourself. You're sending poison er- arrows into your own soul. I'm so stupid. Nobody loves me. Everybody, I'm an embarrassment. It's, women will never be attracted to me. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's stuff that we say to ourselves. I mean, I have, I don't mind telling you, in the last six months, said to myself, Mansfield, you're so damn clumsy. And, and you know, I realized later, I, I, you know, even if that's a little bit true in this particular situation where I, where I kind of fell over and, and had, had trying, to, trying to keep something from fall, I kind of fell over myself. Um, it's, I shouldn't talk to myself that way. I shouldn't, I shouldn't send arrows into my own soul. It's the wounds that we have that we then pierce with poison arrows as we think about them and speak to ourselves a certain way and, and regard ourselves a certain way. So we can, we can poison everything in our world when we're not living out the great manhood for which we're made. Men are made to use their powers for the glory of God. Men are made. I mean, we have these great movies of the theaters right now. I mean, I don't watch them so much, but but these movies, they get a lot of attention, all about people with superpowers and special powers and X-Men and all that kind of stuff. But let one of them use his powers, not for good, but for evil, and he becomes the tyrant of the movie. Well, that's the way it is with manhood. We all have powers. Men have great powers, their words, their physical strength, their righteous examples, their ability to guard. I could go on and on. Turn those things negative, put them in, to the, to the, uh, in the service of a toxic soul, of a poisoned soul, and we poison the world. Now listen, as I'm saying this, some of you men are realizing that you are poisoning your world. You are speaking with angry, bitter, vile words. You are um, t- poisoning people with those words. You're doing it with your examples. You're doing it with your treatment. You're doing it with your physical violence. You're doing it with the way you even poison yourself with a whole lot of unhealthy habits. I could go on and on. So I want us to look at this phrase, toxic masculinity, and use it as something not to be. Don't just think of it as something that, you know, whatever, feminists or liberals or whoever it is you don't like, uh, you know, are, are using to diminish you. But realize it has roots. It has a history. It has an etymology. And that there is a meaning to this that is real. When I am not the best man I can be, I send toxic arrows into the world. And in my situation, I happen to have a little bit more influence than most guys. I'm grateful for that, you know, on TV a little bit and writing books. If I'm sending out poison arrows with those um, avenues of communication God has given me, well, then I'm, I, then I'm using exactly what's been given me to damage people. 
So look at your life. Look at your soul. Are you living out toxic masculinity? Are you sending poisoned arrows out into your world, into the lives of those entrusted to you, and into your own soul? Some of you may live completely alone, hardly interact with anybody. But what you say to yourself, think to yourself, believe of yourself, sends toxic, poisonous arrows into your soul. Now, how do we get over this? We begin to realize these gifts are not used to send out poisonous arrows. We begin to address our wounds We begin to look at the things that have made us bitter. We begin to forgive. I've done podcasts on this in the past, and I hope you'll get them or get other resources that will help you get on top of these things. Pull together a group of men. Tell them what's going on in your soul. Get some help. Get some help. Turn to God and ask him to help. There's poison in your soul. Some of you who are Bible readers will know that in Hebrews 12 and verse 15, it tells us that a man can have a root of bitterness. The Greek word there is pikros, which actually means uh, a bilious kind of poison. It means a poison in the soul. So it's possible for a man to have a condition of soul where through bitterness, he's poisoned himself. And this is called, in at least in the King James Version, it's called a root of bitterness. This is the condition many men are walking out. What's happening is that we're dipping our the arrows of our words, the arrows of our actions, the arrows of our example, uh, the arrows of our even our physical strength and the way we treat people physically. We're dipping all that in this bile, this bilious, poisonous material that's in our souls because we've been hurt, because we're angry, because we're disappointed, because we're disillusioned. Now, this is bigger than I can deal with fully in one podcast, but it is essential. So take an honest look at your soul. Take, at what you're, take a look at what you're sending into the lives of those around you. Turn to God, address the wounds that cause you to be bitter, and begin to learn better ways to use your strength. And this is where you're going to need some other men to help you. You can't do this alone. You can't do this alone. Now, I believe in you, and I believe in righteous manhood. I believe in great manhood, noble manhood, and I believe that you can make a change. The good news is every man listening to this can make a change. No matter what your modeling was from your father, your grandfather, the other men in your life, no matter what wounds you've sustained, no matter what you have done thus far in the lives of others, you can make a change, and I believe you will, because you're going to be a great man. Join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 